Welcome to episode number 290, The Conqueror. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. Brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. Visit bl3ssed.com to get blessed. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. All right, you are now tuned in to the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I'm here with Gabe, Goose, Heck, and Jerome, the Conqueror. In this episode, the crew welcomes special guest, Jerome Conquest. We cover topics that range from pro boxing, redemption, street violence, going after your dreams, philanthropy, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Mae Jameson and Wayne Dyer. Guys, if you're new, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to download and subscribe. We drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. Kicking things off. Jerome, thank you for joining us, man. We appreciate it. Uh, thank you for having me, Jimmy. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, so, man, the, yeah, let's jump right into it. Uh, for those of us who do not know who you are and what you do, let us know. Uh, my, my name is Jerome, the Conqueror Conquest. I'm a professional fighter. I'm um, uh, 11, 11 and 6 uh, pro, uh, two-time champion, uh, the, the WBF champion and USBF champion uh, uh, in the lightweight division. I'm also a, a community activist with, with my uh, community in North Philly, uh, the Strawberry Mansion uh, section. Okay. Uh, I, I do numerous book bag uh, giveaways, turkey giveaways. Uh, with, with supplies and I mean it Christmas giving like with whatever it is the way anybody in my community need my my organization awesome. the, the Conqueror Foundation I mean we get together with Gary Barbera oh, yes. uh, the, the Marino brothers uh, Maestro uh, Drew Rico uh, we do, do things with the Sixers I mean we do things with, with the Eagles also uh, we we just I just get together put put my hands together with with a bunch of with a bunch of smart guys and I mean we just get back to my community. That's awesome. That's good stuff, man. I love it. So so explain a little bit uh, in more detail where you grew up, how it shaped and molded you to who you are today. Uh, for those of us who need a little bit more insight, uh, it's a documentary out about my life called the the Conqueror, the Conqueror Short Film. Uh, you you can see it on the ConquerorShortFilm dot com. Uh, all proceeds that that we make towards the film. It go towards a, um, a community center where we are actively uh, getting off the ground, build building from the ground up. Um, and but um, the background on my my whole life story is uh, basically where where, where my uh, my documentary is about about me in the urban neighborhood growing up. And I mean, parents not rich, parents I mean they they worked hard for everything with what we had. And I mean the little that we had. And I mean my parents worked hard for it. So uh, I, I grew up. Yeah. And a lot of people would be like, uh, they was born for boxing and this and that, but boxing just fell on my lap and I just ran with it because I like to take on a challenge. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I love that. Um, all right. So so we were talking a little bit about, um, in your documentary, you talk about a little bit about street violence. So street violence, you get to see a lot of things happen. So how did that, how did that help mold you? Uh, when you say boxing fell on your lap, you decided to turn it into something positive, right? Um, so some people can go left, some people can go right. You chose to go positive with it. What made you want to, you know, focus on the positive? Uh, growing, growing up, uh, in, in middle school, I did nothing but get in trouble. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fighting, 
Yeah. Now I mean, talking back to teachers and all that. So, uh, yeah. I mean, one day I, well, not even one day, like a, a whole month, I got suspended for probably, for probably like every day that I was in school. <laughs> yeah. And um, my my dad was just like, uh, since you want to fight so much, and I mean, do it here. And he nice. took me to the gym, took awesome. me to Champs Gym at at uh twenty six hundred, and then it just been history from there with boxing. But I I didn't even take it seriously, but uh. They just don't know that they were just putting another arsenal underneath my belt teaching me how to fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> All right, so, so explain the progression, right? So it goes from uh, obviously your dad being wise, wise enough to, to make, you know, construct, to get that energy and put it into a positive motion. But how, how, do, you, how do you progress from there, right? So how do you go from, um, you know, just getting your aggression out or then, then learning a few things to becoming pro? Like, how does that even happen? Well, really, like, me becoming pro, it, it didn't happen until I was probably, like, uh, I turned pro when I was 26, 27 years old. Yeah. Uh, like like I said, when I was younger, like, they ain't do nothing but put another arsenal underneath my belt for yeah. me to take back to school and use <laughs> yeah. the, the fight. Yeah. Uh, so, I really ain't take it seriously until one of my friends, uh, Tion Kennedy, and I mean, he was just like, I'm getting ready for a world championship title fight. Wow. I need somebody that's going to keep me motivated and and work out with me so i was just like all right i'll do it so he introduced me to his coaches uh wade and randy hennett and in every sense i mean wade and randy hennett they asked me they was like uh are you doing this just just to be around or you want to take this seriously and so i'm just here to i'm just here to uh the train and then um they kicked me out the gym yeah. wow <laughs> and, they, and i came back i came back the next day and he was like what you doing here and I was like, I'm, I'm here to train. He said, are you here to do this seriously or you're just here just to be here? I said, you know what? I said, I'm, I'm going to do it. I, I want to be here. And for like probably like a whole year straight, they had me like shadow boxing in the mirror. Like they were, they, they were, they were paying attention to everything what I was doing. But like I got, t- I was like, I was getting tired of it because I really didn't think that they were paying attention to me. But yeah. for a whole year. They were they they were really paying attention. They they just wanted to see could they break me, right? Yeah, and wow. they couldn't break me. So they seen that they couldn't break me. So I mean, and to this day, I mean, Wade and Randy Hennon is still my trainers until this day. Oh damn! And they moved me into a two time champion. That's nice. Awesome. That's awesome. That's some good stuff. Wow. So, so what was in you when you're going through that every day, shadow boxing, and in your mind, you're like, they didn't break you, but I know there was days where you're oh you're almost there. What what? What allowed you to maintain that focus and still not fold, not break, and continue to show up day in and day out? Uh, it was it taught me a lot of discipline. Yeah, mm. that's basically what it did. It, it put a lot of discipline in me, uh, a lot of patience, patience and discipline. What I didn't have. Yeah, and that's one thing where where it molded in me, and I just you know I mean like I I say my my trainers is like a father figure to me. Of course, my, like my my dad passed away last year. Wow, sorry. And just like my dad passing away last year, it just seems like I still have two more fathers underneath my belt wow. with my trainers. Yeah. And, I mean, that's why this year with, with, with my union, uh, Local 332, uh, I'm going to present my coaches with, with, a, uh, with a Father's Day award. Wow. And, um, the same thing what I did with my dad two years ago. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. So, they be, yeah, as you said, they become their father figures. They become family. Um what was what was it like? So so whatever happened to the uh, to your buddy who was going into that championship oh, yeah. belt? Uh, 
he he went into the championship belt. He fought Rigadial. Uh He he lost the fight, but yeah. I mean, it, it was just great experience exactly. for me. Yeah, uh, being in a a, a top world class, uh, and but not but not me having that amateur pedigree. Yeah, mm. uh, I I got all my heartaches in the gym. Like yeah. I I got beat up by world class fighters, and <laughs> yeah. I was in world class fighters yeah. training camps at, as an amateur, and mm-hmm. I only had twelve fights as an amateur. Wow. When when I turned pro, and before I turned pro, I, I won the Golden Gloves. Uh, the the Golden Gloves uh, local uh, twice. Wow. wow. Went on the 12 fights, and I fought one national over in Kansas City, and I placed four out of 1,300 fighters. Sheesh. Wow. So so there was an old school, and I hate to be cliche, but there's an old school uh, video of Mike Tyson explaining uh, his thought process as he co- as he's coming from uh, the back of the arena walking into the ring. And he's talking about his mindset. What is your mindset when you're, you train so hard, you, you're disciplined, you did everything, weigh-in's good, your opponent's ready to go. Like, what are you thinking as you're walking into the ring? Uh, before walking into the ring, yeah. uh, I'd be in the locker room. I'd be nervous as hell. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I'd be, I'd be nervous. Uh, but uh, once that bell rang and once I... I make my walk down to the ring. Uh, I just, it's just tunnel vision from there. Yeah. Mm. I, I hear nothing. I see nobody. Only thing I hear is my coaches. And you just zone off from there. And once that bell ring, if you're still nervous, you might as well wrap it up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny because uh, in that, Tyson actually says he's, he's nervous as well. And he thinks at that point, He's questioning himself. What am yeah, I doing you, here? You do. You yeah. you really question yourself, and you really think about, like me. I don't know what other fighters think about, but me, I think about everything that that could go wrong. Yeah. I don't <laughs> think about anything that could go right. I think about anything that could go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Like getting knocked out, or yeah. like I think about the crazy stuff. But yeah. uh, just by me going into the ring, and I know I prepared to, I mean, come in and. Not, not, not to get knocked out. So, yeah. knock on wood. I mean, to this day, I've been doing it for ten years strong, and I haven't been knocked out. So. Oh wow! Wow, that's good stuff. Wow. So, so uh, when outside of just overthinking, and you're in the back, there's a lot that's going on because weigh-ins. You weigh in the day before, right? Yes. Okay. So, so you weigh in. One of my fights, I weighed in the day of. Oh wow! Oh, that was that was probably like my second fight. My second fight, I fought, uh, what was the guy name? Uh, his name was Apostle. Yeah. And uh, he, he was a, a Olympian. Oh, wow. And that, that was only my second fight. And, uh, and I fought an Olympian for my second fight. Oh, wow. <laughs> and um, a lot of people was like, Conquest, I thought you was going to get knocked out. This guy <laughs> is an Olympian. And I was like, but that really showed people how much, how much dedication and how much how much i put i put everything into it like at yeah. one point I, I stopped working yeah just just so i could pursue boxing yeah i stopped working yeah so so to switch gears up a little bit what um can you explain to folks that do not understand uh, uh the specifics of boxing in particular the importance of the the weight of the your boxing glove the ounces what's the significance of them being lighter heavier uh well I never, I never uh, 
question that part. Yeah. I just I just know the the lighter you fight, the lighter the lighter the gloves are. So okay. so anywhere from what's that one. 108 pounds to probably like 130 135 we use eight ounce gloves okay and anything from 147 on um, 147 on up they use 10 ounce gloves gotcha gotcha and so when you're when you're we're, we have uh, a couple mma trainers in here and they're talking about the different tools that they're using and what they train with versus what they're actually fighting with do you train with heavier gloves or do you train with what you're going into the ring with? i train i start off training well when i spar yeah i is always heavy gloves It's yeah. always 16 ounce gloves uh sometimes my trainer will throw throw something throw throw like a little something in the head and just be like Oh, we're going to use 20s today. Wow. So sometimes we use 20-ounce gloves, but mainly it's 16-ounce gloves. And, and I mean, uh, my past couple of fights, probably like my past three to four fights, uh, hitting the bag, I mean, I've been using eight. I've been using uh, eight-ounce gloves to hit the bag. But wow. always when I spar, I use 16s or 20s. So, so are you close? Is your walk-around uh, weight close to your fighting weight? I always, like... I just moved up in weight class. Oh, really? Okay. I fight 140 now, and I was okay. fighting 130. Okay. Uh, when I was fighting 130, I tried not to go over 150. Okay. So now that I'm fighting 140, I try not to go over one. I try not to go into 160 at all. Okay. So yeah, so you're fairly close. So at, you're basically I, I ready. I always try to stay yeah. close because you never know when you're gonna get that call. Yeah. And if you get that call, it might be for a big fight. Yeah. Like twice that happened to me. Uh, I was like seven pounds off weight the week of the fight, and wow. they called me to fight for a WBC uh, interim world title. What? And I took it. Huh. It was a great opportunity, <laughs> and wow. I, and I was like seven pounds off weight, and it took me two days to lose seven pounds. So so what did you do to lose seven pounds in two days? I did nothing but I mean my diet yeah. and and uh Cardio. I, I ran. Yeah. I ran. <laughs> Seven, that's crazy. Seven pounds in two days. Yeah, I could lose 10 pounds in a week, though. Holy And smokes. keep it off. Wow. 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 Yeah, that's intense. Um, we were just talking about this. Um, again, we had a couple of trainers on, and they were talking about uh, weigh-ins. And being part of being a professional is what you're saying, is having the, the ability to... Make weight. Yes, make mm -hmm. weight. Yeah. How basic that sounds... That's not as easy as it's it not, may come on. A lot of from from what I hear, I don't know how true it is, but yeah. I experienced it by being around a couple of MMA fighters and even boxers. They they sit in the, they sit in the sauna mm -hmm. or they sit saying? in a hot yeah. tub. Yeah, I I can't do that. <laughs> you yeah. be drained like yeah. you have nothing in you. Yeah, and after after not mean killing your body like that, it's nothing yeah. in you. And that's not the proper way to lose weight. Right. That's how a lot of injuries occur. That's how a lot of brain like like your your brain activity is messed up when you lose that weight that fast yeah. and, and that unhealthy. Yeah. That's why a lot of fighters be having. I mean, um. They be they having to get a CAT scan every fight mm -hmm. just to make sure that they're good. It's dangerous. Huh. Yeah. So we were talking about um, fighting injured, right? And the, uh, you know, we, we had uh, again, we had a couple fighters on, and they're talking. It's like everyone's injured. Everyone, you go into a fight at, at some yeah, point, something's no, injured. No one's hundred percent. Nobody's never hundred percent. You play it off and like there, you are. If but a you're fighter not. come in here and tell you he he for the fight without not one 
Injury, he's yeah. a liar. <laughs> so explain that. So that's a that's part of the men, the mentality. No, it, it's the wear and tear that you put on your body. You know? yeah. so, like normally when I get ready for a fight, it's six to eight weeks. Yeah. And I mean the pounding, the pounding on the payment, yeah. getting your getting your runs in. And I mean punching on the bag. And I mean like you you start to not mean like your knuckles start to bleed. Yeah. So if you if you ain't got none of these nicks or anything <laughs> on your hands yeah. you, you ain't doing something right <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But so you most definitely going into fights with 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 with, with uh scars on your knuckles by, yeah. by punching the bat yeah it's just wearing tear on your body yeah yeah that's amazing so 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 when you mentioned diet a little bit just for folks to get a closer scope into the cardio is there certain things you stay away from totally during those six to eight weeks sugar you- sugar and bread yeah, I uh, I have a real strict military diet. What I've been doing for the past ten years, and uh, Jersey Men magazine also did an article on it on, oh, really? on, on my diet. Oh wow! Yeah, so uh, my my diet it consists of Cheerios. Yeah. So I wake up in the morning. The cereal. Yeah, I wake <laughs> up in the morning. I eat an eight ounce cup of uh, Cheerios dry. Okay. For lunch. I do tuna fish straight out the can or the bag with an eight ounce with an eight ounce cup of water, and then for dinner, I do uh, anything grilled or baked like chicken or fish or something like that grilled or baked. Yeah. And spinach, and water. Wow. I do that for eight weeks. Wow. And I every stay away day. every day. Wow. I just had them three meals every day. Holy. For so eight weeks, eight ounces of Cheerios don't seem like a lot, though. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like every after every fight, everybody be like, "Oh, what you doing? We going out? We gonna go party? This and that?" I be like, "Well, I'm going to Wawa." Yeah. <laughs> I go right to Wawa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I go home. Yeah. Like when when I won my two titles, eh? Like. I gave my belts to my little brother and my little sister, and they went out and party. Like I went, I went to Wawa and I went home. Because <laughs> the next day I woke up so sore. Oh, like, oh sure. yeah, oh yeah. It's <laughs> hilarious. So, so have you ever, have you ever um, had any issues with uh, other fighters, their trainers, outside of you actually resolving it in the ring? Like, do you see a lot of? We don't, we don't know if this you is. You want to know something? The yeah. only problem what I have with other fighters. And I'm not trying to sound cocky or nothing, yeah. but they just want to be where I'm at in my yeah. place. Yeah. But a lot of fighters can't do what I do because a lot of fighters in Philadelphia or anywhere in the world can say, I got my own foundation in my name. I do this in my community. Mm-hmm. A lot of fighters don't do it, even though the fighters that got millions of dollars, like they don't do half of the stuff what I do for my community. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm just humbled and blessed to have people like, uh, Marinos, my, um, the Marino brothers, yeah. Maestros Classic, yeah. and I mean Gary Barbera. I'm like, I'm, and Drew Rico. I'm, I'm blessed to have people in my corner yeah. that that's willing to help give, give back to my community right along with me. Yeah. So like, I always tell people, I never take credit for doing everything for my community. I have, I have help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they just make me the face of it because I, I'm the one that's not I me mean, pu- pushing, doing all the footwork and. And I mean, pushing everything in the community, bringing everybody together. Yeah. So, like, that's the only problem what I have with other fighters. They want to be in my position. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I'm not the best fighter. Yeah. Uh, I'm, but 
people would support me win, lose, or draw yeah. because yeah. of what I do outside of boxing. Right, mm-hmm. right. I love that. So, so what about, so talk a little bit about when, uh, like, family support or friend, you know, your, your, your close buddies or whatever. Is there, is, what's the importance of that? Is it, did you have a lot of that? Or is it just sometimes it was lonely? Or I was mean, it, did lonely. you have good family support? Boxing, boxing is a lonely sport. Yeah. Mm. It's, uh, anybody, anybody would tell you that as long as they come up here and tell you the truth. Yeah. But boxing is a lonely sport. So yeah. don't, don't let anybody tell you that. Don't, even with MMA. Yeah. Like, when we get in that ring. Ain't nobody in there but you. It don't matter what you practice. It doesn't matter what you were doing for six to eight weeks during training camp. At the end of the day, it's just you and that other guy who who was getting ready for you the same way how you was getting ready for him. Yeah. So it, it's a lonely sport. Yeah. It doesn't matter what your coach tell you on the outside. If you if you don't, I mean, practice with what you was preaching during the whole six to eight weeks, and I mean, you you gonna lose. You might yeah. get knocked out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What um, <laughs> it's so funny. The 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 prep the prep for a fight, and the something happens with your opponent. How do you handle that? So like you're pre- you're preparing for a specific right, fighter. It's boxing. You gotta you gotta prepare for that. Yeah. Uh, the things what me and my trainers do. Like if we getting ready for a southpaw, we get somebody that that could fight right handed and and uh and orthodox. Okay. So we could be prepared for whatever. Literally. Yeah, so, I mean, you just got to have that mindset of uh, I could be fighting this guy. Because that's why I don't watch a lot of video. Yeah. I watch video when, when, when I get the opponent. I watch video that week. Okay. And then after that, I just let my coaches draw up a game plan. And whatever the game plan that my coaches come up with, yeah. that's what we go in there and do. Yeah. But uh, this happened before. I was fighting a guy. That was like five five. Yeah. All the way up until the week of the fight. We went seven weeks getting ready to fight a guy that was five five. That week of the fight, he dropped out. Wow. Huh. Oh, the night of the fight, I fought somebody that was six four. Oh, oh my wow. goodness. That's a it's like a whole foot. Six <laughs> <laughs> four. And I mean, just by my wingspan, I'm, I'm short. I'm five six, but I have yeah. a wingspan of somebody that's six four, six five. Mm. Wow. I, I I have, I have a a, a seventy a seventy eight, well seventy seven seventy eight reach. Mm. Wow. Just to be five yeah. five six. Absolutely. So, my arms evened out the 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 fight. Sure. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's crazy. Uh, what what is something about boxing you want people to know that is not necessarily talked about? Um, was necessarily not talked about. Don't think that you're gonna come in and make a million dollars off the bat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know I mean, you you gotta work. Absolutely, you, know, you gotta work hard. Uh, you gotta put that time in. You gotta have the right people around you for sure. Uh, you you just can't come into this game with. With a coach who, who who we call meat cleavers, yeah, they just throw you in there with just anybody and and, and knowing that you can't fight, yeah. I mean they they just throw you in there just to get a quick check because they know they could use you as a journeyman and hmm. anybody will call you and you'll just get a quick buck. But just don't think that I mean uh, you're going to get a million dollars overnight in, in the boxing game. That's one thing that's not told and. I mean, and another thing was not told is, I mean, it's no, nobody's your friend. Yeah. Hmm. Nobody. Yeah. Yeah. 
What do you watch? I know you you're, when you're saying you don't watch your opponent until the week of, but do you watch for entertainment value? Do you watch of boxing? Okay. Of course. Yeah. Yes, I most yeah. definitely watch. I most definitely watch boxing as a fan. Yeah. Even though I'm I'm a professional fighter myself, yeah. I most definitely still watch it as a fan. Yeah. And our, so so we me and my so obviously this is my brother Miguel who owns Miguel's Riverside Barbershop. <laughs> We're always every once in a while come up with he look he's. It's by accident, but that's his trade. We watching a, a basketball game, a, a baseball game, football. Somebody's taking their helmet off, and he looks at their haircuts and has a jacked up haircut <laughs> because that's what he does. Do you do that? Do you do that with? The, are you like in your mind? Even if you're not saying it out loud, are you in your mind critiquing a fight? Oh, trust me. If I'm gonna say somebody can't fight, I'm gonna tell them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, because best believe, if I can't fight, they gonna tell me that I can't yeah. fight. Yeah. I, I had people that tell me that I couldn't fight when when I first when I first got into it when like taking it on seriously yeah. like it was a trainer and he was a fighter himself Rasheem Jefferson yeah he he was like yo you a bum and I was like what he was like no you a bum bro he like you my man and I'm telling you this because you my man like you a bum he was like you really need to get in the gym and work on some things yeah and after him saying that I was like well all right the weekends you come in the gym and help me then yeah and he did wow nice Wow. He still called me a bum to this day. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, you helped this bum out. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Um, what, what's, what's your favorite part about boxing? I don't have one. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I just... I mean, just just to think, just just to think of something just, that, that came to my mind first was just the entertainment part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a little entertainer. Yeah. I like, I like to put on the show. Sometimes I feed into the crowd and my coaches will get on me. One time I fed too much into the crowd and my coach smacked me on live TV. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do? Uh, what were you doing? I, I guess I wasn't listening. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because after he smacked me, I got so bad I couldn't smack him. <laughs> I, I knocked the guy straight out for 30 minutes. The guy went to sleep for 30 minutes after oh, he wow. smacked me. Jeez. Jeez. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, <laughs> um, all right, so so let's 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 go back. What 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 do you have for the future? So you have a documentary out. Uh, you talked a little about your philanthropy. What, what, I mean, what main main thing for my future is building on my foundation. Yeah, that that's that's basically uh, for for my future. So only thing I only thing what I'm thinking about right now is just not me building. I mean, get getting getting more resources yeah. for for my foundation, so my foundation can get bigger, yeah. because uh, everything when I'm doing is bigger than boxing. Yeah, it, it's way bigger than boxing. Everything with my foundation is way bigger than boxing. So I tell I tell a lot of fighters all the time, like this this wasn't my dream, I, and I try not to disrespect it to the ones that it is that was their dream. Yeah, and and they fulfilling their dream, but. Yeah. Boxing wasn't ever a dream for me. The only thing that was a dream for me is just supporting my family. Yeah, that that was, a, that was my biggest dream. Yeah. So, what does um, I know? Part of your documentary is the, the word just popped in my head: redemption. What does the word redemption mean to you? Uh, the redemption means to me is not I me mean, like like I said in my documentary. I don't like to lose. Yeah. And I love proving people wrong. Yeah. So. That, that that's redemption for me. Yeah. Everybody that called me a follower, 
everybody that said that I couldn't do it, everybody that said that I was too old to do it, like, at the stage where I'm at right now, being in training camps with, with numerous world champions, uh, two titles underneath my belt, uh, I have over 10 wins, some people didn't even give me a chance of winning one, Yeah. so that's, that, that's the redemption part for me, and I mean, giving back to my community. You know, I mean, I I made something. I'm doing something that's way bigger than boxing. Yeah, that's the redemption part for me. And and uh, uh, to take you back when when you asked me about what uh helped change, what helped change me, yeah. what helped change me was uh losing my friend. Yeah, l- l- losing my best friend, somebody who I I love like a brother. And and it's just messed up that and I mean I had to lose somebody that was really close to me yeah. through gun violence for me to mm. see that it was it's a bigger picture in life and I need to shape up and do better. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. And and we were saying that before earlier, um, in conversation that it's all it's all perspective and it's how it's what you make of it. You could have you know, it, some some people in that situation could have went a different direction. That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. It's it amazing that you took it into a positive, uh, positive aspect of it, and you're proven that it's the concept. I talk, I talk to my son a lot about competition, being competitive, and having that redemptive spirit in a positive way. It's not an unhealthy way. It's just like making the best out of the situation, wanting to win, wanting a better life for yourself. Right. Um, and uh, you know, what what is something? Uh, that you can share with the the listeners that how do you manage work life balance right so how do you how do you go from your your personal life to work to boxing like how, how do you manage it all so many like, moving parts like like what i said earlier a lot of sacrifices yeah mm. a lot of sacrifices i took yeah. a lot of sacrifices like what i said earlier uh i stopped working at one point yeah just just so i could pursue this career like I used to work at Parks Casino. Yeah. And um, the, when I first got hired, they knew that I was an amateur fighter. Yeah. So I had an agreement with the manager. Like, whenever I had a fight coming up, I just let them know ahead of time. Yeah. And they would accommodate me. Yeah. It was one supervisor that didn't like the fact that I was getting special treatment. <laughs> and, like, true story, she got me fired. Wow. And and the day that she got me fired was I put in I put in a request for the have all for one of my fights and she denied it. So I, I told her, I said, Well my agreement was as long as I let y'all know ahead of time that I, I, I could I could go to my fight. Yeah. I could have off that day. Yeah. She straight up denied it. So I told her, I said, Well, that day I'm letting you know now I'm not coming. Yeah. And she was like, Well, if you don't come you won't have a job. That day came, she got me fired. They tried to give you my job back, but I told them I ain't want it back. And yeah. before I left my, my job that night, I told her, I said, uh, I'll be back. But I said, I'm not coming back as a worker. I said, I'm going to come back and I'm going to be headlining. I'm going to be the main event here at Parks Casino. I and guess what? I've been headlining and, and I've been headlining at Parks Casino three times already. Wow. And when I went back the first time, guess who was in my face? That supervisor. And you wanna know what I did? I gave her a t shirt and kept it moving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. Uh, all right, so work life balance, a lot of sacrifice, right? That that's basically the main thing. You gotta sacrifice a lot. Yeah. If you really want it, 
you're going to have to really go at it and you're going to lose a lot of things and you're going to lose some people along the way. Yeah. And I learned that the hard way by losing people. Yeah. And I'm not talking about to death. I'm just saying, like, yeah. not not being supportive. I know what you and, mean. Yeah. And I mean, uh, you're going to lose them. Yeah. 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 But it, they lost me. Yeah, because exactly. I, I put my mind to something and I go at everything. Mm-hmm. Like, once I put my mind to it, I go at it and I don't stop until I get what I want. Yeah. I love it. And so right now, in your situation right now, they're flexible with all the fighting stuff now too. Uh, right, right now, and, uh, and everything pretty much works itself out. I love it. And I mean, right, right now, and, uh, I'm a union worker for 332. I'm a laborer. Nice. Uh, I work for the Philadelphia Housing Authority. Nice. Uh, the Philadelphia Housing Authority. That they, that's where a lot of all my ticket sales come from. Nice. Yeah. From Good. my job and my union. Nice. Oh, wow. That's yeah. awesome, man. That's, that's so they, they, they support. They support 100. percent and, and they understand my situation. And just like two weeks ago, uh, I had an interview to, to be a labor foreman. And the first thing they asked me was, uh, what about your career? I said, man, I'm setting up life after boxing. Yeah. And he was like, that's what I was trying to hear. Yeah. I love it. So what is, what is something you, you recommend? Let's just say there's a 15-year-old kid out there uh, that wants to pursue boxing or wants to pursue... Uh, some form of combat sports uh, and basically has the rest of their life ahead of them what is one recommendation you would like to share with them build a strong team around you you can't do it by yourself the only way that you're going to do it by yourself is fight night that's when you by yourself but other than that because being a professional fighter and I'm doing it to this day and I'm still trying I be trying to run my foundation I be trying to work and I be trying to be a fighter, and I be trying to be a student at a game. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard to do every everything all at once. No, it's it's a lot of like you said, a lot of balance. Yeah, and that's part of the sacrifices. You gotta build a strong team around you who who you can trust. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. Is there anything you would like to share that we didn't discuss? That we didn't get to talk about? Uh, nah. We 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 hit on everything. We hit on my foundation. Uh. My foundation is the it's called the Conqueror Foundation Inc. Uh, if you if you want to support, only thing you just got to do is just go on www.conquerorshortfilm.com. Uh, and and um, I will also something we didn't touch on from the film yeah. is the director and the producer mm-hmm. uh, Timothy Blackwood and uh, Bradford Downs. Uh, and to this day, they, we still we still in contact with each other. Wow. I told them the last day of filming that, and I mean, they were stuck with me for life. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> so, That's cool. I mean, we're, without them two guys popping up in Philly, like they, they were doing a whole sports documentary, but when they met me and they heard my story, they just turned it into just a conqueror. I love nice. it. Wow. It's awesome. Nice. Yeah. So, so, and then watch, you'll get the chills watching this thing, man. It's just, it's so well put together. Um, and obviously, it's amazing hearing the he- hearing you explain a little bit more. Obviously, outside of what the the, the film produced. Um, yeah, that's one thing we missed out on is uh, my giveaways and all that because at that yeah. time it was just mainly set. I was in the middle of training camp oh, wow. when they popped up. Wow. So uh, I, I was I was doing a lot at that time. Man. Yeah. They just popped up and I just told them. 
I don't I don't do no acting. I'm not an actor. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so whatever yeah. y'all get, that's what y'all get. Yeah. Raw footage, like whatever it is that y'all get, <laughs> this is what y'all get. And I'm I say if you want me to do it again, you just go out to follow me again tomorrow and hopefully I do it again. <laughs> <laughs> do you have is there a favorite movie, like a sports film or anything like that that you do you love or you admire or just a movie in general that Maybe spark uh, some interest or it, uh, it was like inspiration. It was like two movies, yeah. and, and it's not boxing dude, yeah. because before boxing, I was all into football and basketball. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. so like my favorite movie growing up was uh, Above the Rim. Yeah, yeah, and and the program. The program, dude, that was yeah. classic. <laughs> I love that movie. The dude bashed his head through the window. Oh my gosh, I remember that. That was my buddy Evan, who's uh, uh, a, a weight trainer now, played for Widener University football team, and that was he had me hooked on. Every time we hung out, he's like, "Oh, you want to watch the program?" I'm like, man, how many times do you watch this movie, man? But it inspired him. That's a fantastic movie. No, those are my two favorite movies growing up as a kid. Oh my gosh, the program that was classic. Um, all right, gentlemen, do you guys have any questions for Jerome? No, I just think it's so dope how like like you went from boxing to doing all these all the uh, giving back to your town or your your city or wherever you. Yeah, and, we um, give back to whoever reached yeah, out. Yeah, and, and it's and that's amazing. So like, there's young kids, little kids, they're they're looking up to that. They see you doing yeah. that stuff. You know what I mean? That's that's how like especially today's society is tough out there right now. Right. Like we were saying with the gun violence, it's like it's kind of sad but it's out of control and that's one thing what i'm trying to do with the community center that that we're that we're doing in the community is giving the kids something structured to do because there's nothing structured for them to do in the community yeah and that's true but it's like it's it's and those kids all in your community are 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 lucky to have someone like you you know what i mean like because that's not everywhere it's not ever not on every block that's not everyone's in in the town so like that's big props for you to do that like you said we're busy crazy schedule I mean that that's a, that's a big thing. You could just be just focusing on boxing, just forget about all those, you know what yeah. I mean, your community, and uh and take all the glam of it. But right. you put it in a positive way. That's like that's super dope. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. So if anyone wants to connect with you, uh, do you have any social media handles or anything you want to share? Any other uh, websites? Uh, all my social media handles is my first and last name Jerome Conquest. Uh, my Instagram is just uh, underscore Conquest underscore. But uh, everything else, Twitter, Facebook, and even TikTok. My, my daughter made me a TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's uh, my first and last name, Jerome Conquest. Nice. I love it. So there you have it, folks. We like to wrap things up with quotes. And the first one is by Wayne Dyer. If you believe it'll work out, you'll see opportunities. If you don't believe it'll work out, you'll see obstacles. And the second one by Mae Jameson. Never limit yourself because of others' limited imagination. Never limit others because of your own limited imagination. The Conqueror. In this episode, the crew welcomes special guest Jerome Conquest. We cover topics that range from pro boxing, redemption, street violence, going after your dreams, philanthropy, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Mae Jameson and Wayne Dyer. Awesome. Guys, thanks again for joining us. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Huge shout out to our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. That is BL3SSED.com. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. 
This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success, available on all platforms. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, jimmyleevelez.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rotated Views. If you have any inquiries or questions, email us at info at jimmyleevelez.com. On behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. Stay blessed.